Hi, I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. I just want to welcome you this morning to Horizon at Home. Thank you so much for joining us this morning for the third message in our series, Shift Happens. How do we move from what was to what will be? Three months ago, I was in the labor and delivery room at St. Joe's Hospital awaiting the arrival of our son, Will. Chris had snuggled into the corner in a recliner and turned on the Sunday morning news. I look up at the TV and there are image after image after image of protesters in the streets of cities across our nation, folks protesting the murder of George Floyd. I looked over at Chris and I said, why do you have the news on playing so loud in a moment like this? I don't really know what Chris's reaction was because he had on a mask because we're also in the midst of a worldwide pandemic and he had to wear a mask in the labor and delivery room. I turned my head back to see the news images and I realized the deeper question I was asking myself wasn't why does Chris have on the news? Um, that was a question I was asking myself, but the deeper question was, am I really about to bring a child into this world? in a world of people's faces with masks on as we fight a worldwide pandemic, in the midst of a world crying out for justice in the streets, am I really about to bring a child into this world? And I looked over at Chris and I said, are we really about to bring a child into this world? And he had a mask on, so I don't even know what his facial expression was. I just know that he was silent. I turned my head back to watch more of the news, and I saw an image that I will never, ever forget. A woman stood with a sign over her head amidst the protesters that said, when George Floyd cried out for his mama, he summoned every mother in America. Literally, I finish reading that sentence and the doctor walks in. And 10 minutes later, a crying baby was placed in my arms. I snuggled and cuddled baby Will up as I heard him crying. He needed love and support and nurture. He needed his mama. And I could not help but think of that image that when George Floyd cried out for his mama, every mother in America was summoned. In that moment, I recognized that the shift that was happening in mine and Chris's life was not disconnected from the bigger shifts happening in the world and in America. Shifts were happening and in that moment, there was something powerful about holding new life in my arms because there was hope, a gift of God's grace and hope in the midst of this, saying that what was is exactly that. It is what was, and God is ready to move us to what will be. I recognized in that moment it was time for me to step up and be a mama bear, right? There's this moment where I knew I was going to protect this baby in my arms no matter what the cost. And there was a moment where I realized that it was time for those mama bear instincts to take over for every child in America, especially black boys and girls who are mistreated and, and, and the victims of injustice in our world. 
I realized that in the same way I was going to spend every ounce of my energy protecting my son, it was time for me to use every ounce of my energy to call out racism and no longer be silent about it. It was time for me to start working for God's justice in the world and quit being complacent and okay with injustice. It was time, it is time for us to move from what was to what will be. It is time. And God is giving us gifts of hope and new life all around us. It is time. It is time for us to move from what was to what will be. This is why we're looking at the story of Nehemiah in the Old Testament because it is timely. It is a word of God for, uh, for us in this time, for such a time as this. See, in Nehemiah chapter 5, Nehemiah has spent a lot of time rebuilding walls of a city that were torn down in the midst of a war and violent time in Israel's history. He is rebuilding the walls. He is restoring the city gates. He's making the outside of the city look good and go back to normal. Everyone in the city is starting to pay attention and be a part of this, right? They're investing in it. Families and families and people and groups of people have all joined and decided to be a part of rebuilding and restoring these city walls and city gates. Nehemiah has people fired up about restoring the city and getting things back to normal so Israel can go about continuing to be the people of God. And then something happens. Another shift happens. In the exact same way that I heard a cry, that I saw a cry, and a shift began to happen in my own life, this is exactly what happens with Nehemiah. The people are crying out in the streets to Nehemiah. And a shift begins to happen. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 5. In Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 1 it says, Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry. Do you hear that? The men and their wives, the people of Israel began to cry out against their fellow Jews, against people who were just like them. And they said this, We and our sons and daughters are numerous. There are many of us. There are a lot of us, and in order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. They were crying out, Nehemiah, we are hungry. You're spending all your time restoring the city gates, making it look good on the outside, and we are hungry. We are hungry, and we must get grain. Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our homes to get grain during the famine. Nehemiah right? Nehemiah, we can't get ahead. You're spending all your time and getting all these people invested in restoring the city walls and we cannot get ahead. And still others said, we have had to borrow money to pay the king's tax on our fields and our vineyards. Although we are of the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews and though our children are as good as theirs, even though our kids are just alike, we have to subject our sons and our daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless, Nehemiah, because our fields and our vineyards do not belong to us. They belong to others. The people cried out to Nehemiah, and Nehemiah listened. God wanted to use Nehemiah for restoring the city, to move the city from where it was to what will be. So he, he gave him a plan. He gave him a dream to restore the city walls and the city gates. And in the midst of that shift, God, God said, listen to the cries of the people. Listen to the people. Because things on the inside of the city also need to shift. 
Folks, we are in the midst of big worldwide shifts right now. And to shift from what was to what will be, we have got to pay attention to the people that God is having cry out in the streets. We have got to listen to the people who are crying out, asking, saying to us, we are powerless, we are hungry, we are tired, we are exhausted, we cannot get ahead. God asked Nehemiah to listen, to not just get all caught up on restoring the city gates, getting everything back to normal, but to take to be a part of, of the shift that was going to take place in the city, to move it from what was to what it would be. God said, listen to the people. There are lots of things going on, Nehemiah. There are lots of people you can listen to, but I want you to listen to the cries of the people. This morning, I'm asking you, have you listened to the cries of the people? Have you listened to the people around you? Or are you listening to only your own needs and thoughts in your heads? Listen to the cries of other people. If you want to be a part of the bigger shift that God has for you in your life and for our world, listen to people. The second thing Nehemiah did was he paid attention. He paid attention, not just to what the people were saying, but in verse 6, it says, When I heard their outcry and these charges, I was angry. He paid attention to what he was feeling inside because God speaks to us in lots of ways. And in the midst of shifts, God is always talking to us. We believe that, right? So listen to the people, but pay attention to what it is God is saying to you as well. God, it doesn't always come out in the clouds and give a good, clear vision for what's happening. Sometimes God speaks to you through your anger, through your frustration, through your pain, through your anxiety, through your worry. Sometimes God is speaking to you there. Pay attention. Nehemiah paid attention. He paid attention to his anger and he knew something wasn't right. Listen Listen to the people around you to be a part of the big shift that God has for us to move from what was to what will be and pay attention. Pay attention to all the ways that God is speaking. In the midst of a world where there is tons of noise, pay attention. Listen closely and carefully for what it is that God is asking for you to do and pay attention to. Pay attention and listen so that you can be a part of the bigger shift. And after Nehemiah was angry, he pondered the thoughts in his mind, and then he went and confronted the nobles and officials. He told them, you're charging your own people interest. He goes on to tell them, like, what you're doing is, is hurting people, right? And then in verse 9, he says, what you are doing is not right. Nehemiah didn't just listen and pay attention. The third thing that Nehemiah did so that God could use him as part of a bigger shift a bigger shift in his world, Nehemiah acted. He did something about it. He shifted from what was to what will be because he paid attention and he listened. And then he began to act. He confronted the officials. He confronted the people who were doing this. And he said, what you're doing isn't right. God wants to use you for big shifts. God wants to move us from what was to what will be. But injustice, brokenness in our world always comes because we don't pay enough attention to what's happening inside. And in our human nature, we rush to restore and fix the things on the outside. We rush to make things go back to normal on the outside. 
this morning, even as you listen, you pay attention, and you act, I invite you to think about what it is going on inside of you. What is it that you might could trust God to change? What is it inside you that maybe no one will see? What is it inside of you that's crying out for God to heal and pay attention to? This morning, I really want to invite you to pay attention, to listen, to act in our world, to be a part of the big shift God wants you to be a part of. But I don't want you to forget about the shift that God wants for your own life. God wants to move you from what was, from whatever was to what will be. And so this morning, I, I, want to, I want to encourage you, if you've never let God heal the inside of you, if you've been worried only about restoring the outside of you, this morning, I beg you, I invite you, I encourage you, trust Jesus to change the inside of you. Because the biggest shifts, the most powerful and transformational shifts happen when we let God fix the inside and restore the outside. Will you trust the insides that maybe no one even will see? Will you trust the inside healing and transformation to Jesus? Because that's what Nehemiah's story really invites us into, to continue to trust those inside parts to move from what was to what will be. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for the big shifts that are happening in our world. We know, God, that you haven't caused COVID-19 or been the author of, of the things that we've, we've seen in, in, in terms of racism in our country, God. But we know that you want to move us from what was to what will be, to a place of abundant life and good life. And so we just turn over our country and our world to you. And God, we also turn over our own lives that are broken, the lives that we've spent a lot of time restoring the outside. God, we ask you to fix the inside of us, even as you use us for the big shifts that are happening in the world. We love you, and we thank you for loving us. We give you our lives, God. Amen.